Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Bodies and Souls, Conversations for the Jewish Woman. Good morning, and welcome to Bodies and Souls. Your host for today is Rifki Boyarski. Um, I have the honor and privilege of having Mrs. Esther Bukarski here with us again today. We actually recorded another episode about a year and a half ago on Tarasa Mishpacha. So if you want to go back and listen to that once you're done enjoying this episode, feel free to do that as well. Um, today's conversation is a timely conversation and a conversation that as I watched this war that we find ourselves in unfold and I watched the reactions of B'nai Israel, of the Jews inside Eretz Israel and outside Eretz Israel, I felt like we were missing something. Um, and I reached out to Esther Bukarski and I said, well, can we discuss what's happening so we gain a deeper understanding of how the Tyra holds we are supposed to support our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael, what our role is in this conflict, and what is the Tyra thought on Medinat Yisrael, the, the, the country that we are now so um, invested in, and what our role is in that as well. So before we start today, um, Esther Pekarski, I know today was not a great day for our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. Um, hopefully will end being a great day with the coming of Mashiach. But how are you doing and how are how is the situation in Eretz Yisrael today? Okay, thank you, Rifki. So first of all, regards from Tel Aviv, Eretz Yisrael. Um, today was a hard day. It was a terrorist attack in Yerushalayim and three people were killed. Uh, Diane, a uh, principal, and a young woman expecting a child, a 24-year-old woman expecting a child. Very sad news. It hit us personally, uh, our family, because uh, another Diane was sitting next, I think was sitting next to uh, uh, Diane Wasserman, I think his name was that, was her. Uh, a young, uh, young, you know, to me, everybody under the age of 60 is young. <laughs> a boy that grew up, uh, right here near us, a very good friend of, uh, of mine. Uh, father is the gabai here in the shul next to us. And his wife grew up here. My daughter's friend uh, was also shot. Baruch Hashem, he, uh, the bullet was removed from his leg. I got uh, just before from his mother that he's out of the operation room. Uh, he is a father of a large family, a grandfather, Baruch Hashem already. And so, you know, any, anything that happens anywhere in Israel touches all of us. And sometimes even more than we think. You know, I, I heard in the morning from my son that he's having a hard time getting to, uh, to Tel Aviv because uh, he's on the bus, but everything was stopped and he's not coming or uh, he's going to be late. Uh, and two seconds later, my friend writes, please daven for... Avidan Ben Mina, uh, who's hurt in the Pigua. And then I see his kids write, show the video. Ine Abba, here's daddy sitting at the bus stop learning. He's also a Dayan. You know, it's such a beautiful thing with a kapata and a, and a, and a hat and svarim, sitting two Dayanim at the bus stop uh, learning. And all of a sudden you see them being attacked. So, I was punked when we heard the news. I was near my friend, another friend of mine, who's not a chassid, very, very fine woman, that we had this discussion many years ago by Gush Katif. Um, and uh, the Rebbe was, you know, we cannot give back, give away. We never say give back. Give away, giving back, that means it belonged to them. <laughs> and it's not giving back, giving away, uh, border towns, because all Israel will be uh, in uh, in danger. And the Rebbe went into very, very detail that we see uh, now it coming to fruition, the Nevu of the Rebbe. And that's how we know that the Nevu of Mashiach will also come, uh, you know, into fruition. So today I was discussing with her then because, uh, about it, because, and I reminded her that when I told her then, we cannot do it. She says, yes, but we have no choice. We have to give away, uh, to make shalom. And today I said to her, no, no. And then when we start talking about the hostage situation, uh, so she says, well, we have no choice. I said, you said it 20 years ago. And look what happened. 
believe what the Rebbe said. Because the Rebbe said, if we speak about giving away parts of Israel, we'll be in danger. The Rebbe said, if we talk about negotiations, it'll happen. And then if two, two minutes later, we get, I, I get on my phone, my friend has a more kosher phone than I do. <laughs> Does have WhatsApp, and I do. Uh, and we got about Avidan, a child that grew up here that we know him since, you know, since he was born. Uh, it's just, oh my gosh. So I said, you know, this happened in Yerushalayim. We're talking, we're, we're negotiating. And when you talk to monsters, exactly what the Rebbe says, when you talk to them about Shalom, about giving in, about uh, exchange, it'll, the Rebbe said, it'll hit us home in our home. We're in Tel Aviv. I said to her, it hit us home down the block. He lives down the block, a child that we, you know, saw grew, uh, growing up and becoming a Diane and his wife and, and a beautiful family. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, he's doing well. Uh, but still, so today was a, a day of me, <laughs> again, doing my shlichut, talking to from people, what we're supposed to think, how we're supposed to, what the Rebbe's words are. And I feel it's part of my shlichut of explaining the stand of from people in Eretz Yisrael. We dive and we're happy with every hostage that comes back. But we have to look with the eyes of our G'daylim that had bigger eyes, our Godal, our commander-in-chief, the Rebbe, who told us how to look at the, at the big picture. Uh, and we saw it today very clearly. Yesterday was, was that type of a day. Today was a heavy day on your end, and I'm really, I, I'm sorry about that. And I'm sorry for every day that's heavy. I think on, on a larger scale, all of us feel a little bit, I keep, people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it was just Tishrei, and now it's Hanukkah. I'm like, we, we as a community, we've been going through like a trauma response. So all the time between Tishrei and oh my gosh, it's Hanukkah, for a lot of us, it's been like a blur. Even the people in Chutzlaretz, it's been this like community, like, will I be able to keep my kids safe? Well, even in Chutzlaretz, we have that feeling, and I can't imagine how much stronger that is in Eretz Yisrael. If you're mentioning Tishrei, <clears throat> Tishrei to us in Eretz Yisrael is light years away. We're a different Eretz Yisrael now. The Tishrei that Eretz Yisrael went through this year was uh, the lowest that we could have been. I mean, we were happy, we celebrated, and in the Davni we were on a high, but our surrounding area, the Klippa around us was extremely difficult. I'm coming from Tel Aviv, but I'm sure people also, different places, it's a very secular city, and, um, and there were a lot of demonstrations near us, etc. I don't want to, it's not a time to be Makatrig and Amistral, but it's it was the time that we saw Shualim Hil Hubo faxes coming out from Kodesh Kadashim. Yom Kippur is a Kodesh Kadashim, and we saw faxes in the base Amigdash, like Rabbi Akiva. Right. So just to clarify, Esther Pekarski is not calling people. Um, negative name. It was the situation that was negative, and the situation was very palpably negative. And I could also attest to this, being having been an Aristotle, that there was there was a lot of of tension between us as brothers and sisters. And that's the foxes that Esther Pekarski is referring to. This negativity that was present between right. everyone, both you know, there was just this very negative space. Yes, we were going through a hard time, and uh, yes, so. In a way, I'm happy that happened, and it's over. It's over and gone. Like Rabbi Akiva, he finally saw foxes coming out of the Kodashim, so he laughed at Akiva Mitachek, like it says in the Gemara, because he finally saw the, the, the dark nevuah of Tzion, Kisadet Charesh, that Charash, that Tzion will be plowed, Harabais will be plowed, this is what we went through on Yom Kippur. We were plowed, uh, uh, not by people, but by slogans and by um, different ideology and um, backlash, you know, di difficult sayings. And, um, and now we could laugh, I guess, because, you know, I thought then we, that was the facts. And then came the war. So I guess it was another fax. <laughs> it was more than Shualim. 
it's Lashon Rabim, Fats. <laughs> so that's the end. We finished two is Rabim. So we've done the both two Alim, the Yom Kippur, and then the Simchas Torah. And now we we see here in Eretz Yisrael such an awakening, a different, it's like, that's why I said it's light years away. I completely forgot about Yom Kippur. It's like over. It's like, it's a different, I'm meeting the people. And sometimes, you know, people come to pick up things in our house. We're, you know, donating and, uh, and collecting and taking care of and sending to uh, evacuating. People are coming in our house and they look around and they see our menorahs and they say, you're Chabad, right? Oh, you know, you had a hard young kipper. And I say, no, it's fine. It's over. It's like we're in a different place. And they say, right, we're in this together. We see the tefillin. We see the tehillim. We see the, the people coming to shul. We see so, so much awakening that it's a Yiddishkeit, Tankadish Baruch that it's it's like, wow. Wow, we couldn't have done it in a hundred years of shlechut <laughs> and one slap in the face. Uh, Hashem, like, woke us up. We're all woken up. We're definitely all woken up. Shaken up, shaken up and woken up. Yeah, shaken up and woken up. So I think before we go into the conversation of how we are supporting our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael, um, I want to first clarify what Zionism is. Um, is Zionism something that we support that is Torah true? Or is Zionism something that is has nothing to do with Tyra? So every single day, multiple times a day, we dive in that we should go to Yerushalayim, right? We dive in for Eretz Yisrael. What is modern day Zionism? And how is that different than davening for Tzion? So I came across, actually, I didn't come across. My son sent me an interesting letter that the Rebbe writes to somebody who must have uh, written to him um, about Zionism or calling it Medina Israel. And the Rebbe said, the name of the country is um, Eretz Israel. That's the way it's written in the Torah. Or Haaretz. Haaretz Azot. Uh, and it's not just a name, it's an ideology. So really, that's your question. Is there a difference in Eretz Israel and Medinat Israel in ideology? And there is. There is because we know that the people who spoke about Medinat Israel said it doesn't have to be in this piece of land of the world. It could be in Uganda or in other places. I'm trying to be careful because it's not a time to be to speak badly about Am Yisrael. So I don't want to speak negatively. So I'll just speak, uh, you know, the ideology of the first Zionists was to start a new religion because any ism is usually a religion. You know, uh, you're extreme to, in a way, for communism, socialism, until it becomes your religion. Uh, and I'll even say that if you read, or you shouldn't, but if you read their their doctrines and their their papers and you know their essays, it, you know there were many of them were yeshiva bachim from way back or went to chayta, and they say we'll start a new arachayim, we'll have a new uh, like a new Talmud in a way, a new Torah, uh, and it was pretty much I'll say it mildly anti-religious, anti. Okay, so this is putting it in a mild. The idea was to start something new. It could have been anywhere, Uganda, Cuba. It could have been anywhere. So that's Medina Israel. When, when, after the war, actually, yes, it was Haftet in November, when it was declared by the United Nations, uh, Medina, the, uh, the Rebbe stand was, we got a gift from Hashem. Let's thank him. Hashem gave us back the ability to come without going through visas and everything. Every Jew could come into Eretz Yisrael. Let's take the gift and thank Hashem. When a person gives you a gift, thank. And here is where it started becoming problematic. When you declare Zionism, actually, the person who coined the word Zionism, his name was Natan Birenbaum. And I used to live on the street named after him, Rechov Birenboim. So I know a little bit of his background. He later became a from 
Jew who spoke so badly about Zionism, regretted coining this word, this word called Zionism. So if I, I put it very short, it, it, ha it has nothing to do with Yiddishkeit, of Yiddishkeit the way we know it, of Torah and mitzvahs. It's, it's far from it. And there are many things that happened through these years that prove that it was trying to pull it away from Yiddishkeit as much as possible. In the beginning, it was status quo. And you ask, what is modern Zionism? I don't know if there's such a thing anymore, but it's, push, it's pulling away from Yiddishkeit. And especially this last year, this last year, and that, that's why, you know, uh, nationality, nationality or religion was taken off from the two dots of hood. We shouldn't stick out as Jews, so you don't have to write that you're Jewish or not. And the mihu yehudi and, and a lot of things uh, that Rebbe fought for, the people who thought that, it you know, it's not going to be a, a cause of problem. It did. It took away the whole. And now you hear it from the people who were so left and so far, even people that were hurt in those kibbutzim that try to distance themselves. I have so many stories because I, I wanted to stop hearing horror stories and reading horror stories. I wanted to sleep. I was a little egoistic, you know, to get back my sanity because it was really a Holocaust what we went through and are going through. And I decided to concentrate more on Nisim and flies. And even if a person that was so far says, I didn't want to be Jewish. I wanted to be known as Israeli. Change my name, secular name, secular everything. I am coming back because I realized we were killed because we're Jewish. And I fought that the state of Israel should be a Israel and not a Jewish state. I take it back and I apologize. I hear it more and more. So if anybody asks, what's the difference? This is a Jewish country and this is the state of Israel. And that's why I always was very careful to say, I'm going back to La Aretz or La Eretz Israel. I come from Eretz Israel because this is the name and behind the name there's an ideology. And it's still this till today. I was I came back last week from America. And girls were asking me, and they're saying, well, the flag and all these things now, it's not a flag of Zionism. It's a flag of solidarity. It's a flag to show I'm Jewish. So I said, to show you're Jewish, you could look Jewish. A girl could look Jewish, and a boy could look Jewish. <clears throat> Listen, there are, the, it depends who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to Lubavitcher girls, in an army, you have different battalions, platoons, you have the, also the Navy and you have the Air Force, you have the foot soldiers, we have, you know, elite um, uh, groups, you know, and everybody has their generals. And I've listened to interviews with generals that were asked, and what are we doing next? And you know what they answered? We'll go according to the instructions. We will listen to what we're told to do. In an army, you're told every group, every battalion, every platoon, whatever it's called, has to listen to their commander. Ed. So if we're talking to from people, our, our mission of the day is Torah and mitzvahs. Whether you, we're all in the army, in New York City, in Florida, in Europe, I have a son in Europe, you know, all over the world, in Tel Aviv, and we each have our shlichot in the army. So if, it, if it's for me making food for from people who moved to Tel Aviv, who were evacuated to Tel Aviv and want food from a, 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 from a from a kitchen, that's my order of the day now. I, I can't say, no, I'm not going to give them food. I'd rather donate my boots, you know, but nobody needs my boots now. Or I'll go down south, cherry picking. We don't have cherries, okay. Uh, tapuzim picking. <laughs> or oranges or whatever it is. But and my commander-in-chief is the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So, you know, it's not going to help if I say I want to go now into the Navy. 
or I want to be a pilot because I'm a Lubavitcher and I have to do my shlichot. In New York, your shlichot, you want to do a media, spread the Rebbe's words, no negotiating, be a proud Jew. It's this week's Parsha. It's this week's Parsha. Yaakov came with pride and he told Asaph directly and indirectly, I fought with angels. I'm not afraid of you. We have to, and that's what was Nashpia to Esav, to be afraid of Yaakov. We have, and this is what the Rebbe pointed out a lot. If we come across that we know who we are, what we stand for, what we're proud of, and not start giving in little by little, they will give up. They will surrender to us. This is our job, the Jewish nation. The Jewish nation. This is uh so if you ask me what people have to do in America, listen, if it's a college student that has is has nothing to do with Torah mitzvahs, if we could teach them some Torah mitzvahs and say this will be Lisphus and for the good of Eretz Israel. And if for them their Jewish pride is with the Jewish flag, I wouldn't take it away from their hands. But for a Lubavitcher or a firm person that really knows what the Jewish flag, the not the Jewish flag, the Israeli flag stands for, shows a bit of ignorance, <laughs> you know, oxymoron of a, a, a religious person holding a flag that really symbolizes against. But I wouldn't make an issue of it now if the people are doing other things to heal him, tzedakah, showing the Jewish pride and spreading the word that we cannot give in. We cannot, um, we are proud, this is our place. Um, and all the words that I've said. Justify. I think, I just want to clarify that I'm hearing correctly so I make sure that it's understood clearly. What you're saying is that Medinat Israel is a secular country and as from Jews, our grounding force is the Tyra. And if a country is being managed and the dictates of it and the decisions that it's making are being are not guided by the light of Tyra, then this is not what we are supporting in the sense that we are not standing behind Medinat Israel. But at the same time, at the same time, we are still supporting every single effort and every single need of the people in Eretz Israel, which is B'nai Israel in Eretz Israel. And we are we are going to do whatever it takes unapologetically and with pride to make sure that the people living in the land called Eretz Yisrael are safe. Did I say that correctly? Yes, but I would, uh, um, I would like to clarify a little bit. I mean, Dinat Yisrael stands for a sec secular state. That's not the, completely the way it started. There was a status quo. It's just the people with time became more secular. There was, you know, a good representation of religion because also the first people uh, knew a little bit and, and respected. They weren't ignorant. Uh, there was a certain status quo. Um, and it, it, uh, as Lubavitchers, we know, you know, and girls will ask you, so I want to clarify that, that I've met with ministers of state, that I've met with presidents, that I've met with prime minister, the Rebbe, loved Eretz Yisrael and loved every Jew, the prime minister and, and, and you know, all, all the people that were involved and tried to influence them and open their eyes and tell them, you are representing our people, our people. It's the people. It's the land. It's the people and the land. The Rebbe didn't talk, emphasize too much Medina Israel. It's just in those letters, you know, a letter that he wrote to um, the president, um, Ben Svi, and he says, I apologize, I cannot um, uh, turn to you as the president of Eretz Yisrael, because to me, president of Eretz Yisrael is the Mashiach Ben David, you know? <laughs> uh, and I'm calling it Eretz Yisrael and not Medinat Yisrael, because that's what it is. We're not going against Lehefech. We're helping the Chayel. We're, we're talking to the ministers. No, no fighting, no fighting. And you know what? They're with us. They're with us because they are Jews. You know, they are Jews. It's just more to bring that Jewish pride into the open. 
And this is what we're trying to do. And I think the Jews from America, all over the world, could help us in that, could help us in that. Give us more strength as Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, and you know, the symbolism, The you know, I, I spoke to a girl and I said, so you went to Washington, which is okay, very, very good. Well, uh, so she goes, so what was wrong if I also held the flag? I said, what did it add? You came already. You were there already. So you, sh she goes, I, sh I wanted to show solidarity. I said, by traveling to Washington, that shows solidarity. By bringing that vast number of people, that showed solidarity. What, what did it add to you as a Lubavitcher girl to wave the flag? There were other thousands waving the flag that to them, they weren't yet dressed as a Jewish girl. They weren't dressed with the kippah and the tits as if it was a boy and putting on tefillin. You didn't need that extra, but I wouldn't now fight so but much. Some people, and, and I want to just clarify, some people, they do hold, you know, they are from and they are dressed the way that they have to be. And their communities, Mahalik, might be that it's okay to 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 hold the flag. And that's not, you know, that's not at all the that's discussion that we're having here. That's the not my issue. Yeah, that, that's not my issue. Right. That's so what that's, they want to do. Exactly. And I, I want to clarify, like I grew up going to my grandfather, Al-Bashalm, to his show. And there was a, you know, Israeli flag in the front. And there was, you know, at the end of every single tefillah, there was, you know, a mishabeach for the chayalim of Eretz Yisrael and for Medinat Yisrael. And that's, you know, we respectfully stood and we were there and we did what we needed to do because these are Jewish lives and this is a Jewish place and we still value that and that and I want to really clarify that the Rebbe never stood against against any other community and how they supported Israel I think Esther Bukarski what you're trying to say is what is our role as from people who are not there um, our role is to be the best version of ourselves because at the end of the day, the Jewish nation is one body. And when we add goodness and when we add kindness and when we add Tyra Mitzvah to our space, we are directly impacting the Chayalim in Eretz Israel. We are directly impacting the lives there. And that's our shlichut right now. That's our that's our job right now. Our job right now is to focus on what we can do. And waving a flag isn't really going to make any difference in a practical sense. Yeah, now, I want to also bring forth one other point is we spoke a little bit about the Chayalim and the Chayalim. And I want to say um, the Rebbe did never discourage um, people who felt like um, they were able to serve Eric Yisrael by going to the army from going to the army. I remember um, hearing that the Rebbe also um spoke to someone who said, oh, please discourage my son from going. Um, and the rabbi told them, you know, why is your son's blood redder than someone else's son? Like, we have to do what we need to do. So I think that there is another differentiation, another very important point here is that protecting Am Yisrael on a practical level is not what we're talking about here. Okay. Uh, you're talking to an Israeli citizen. The rabbi was very clear that Israeli citizens um, have to, you know, do serve their country. And the Rebbe never let a Israeli, you know, citizen, you know, uh, the Kvutza you know, that comes for the year to America always had to get back to Eretz Yisrael and to take care of their services in the army. Uh, we have a few thousand Lubavitchers in the army at the moment uh, serving and um, so that's that's Bechlal, not a lot issue. If you talk about American citizens that want to uh, to start serving and feel that that's the way, you know, I don't want to go into that issue. Let everybody work it out with their their mashpia. I feel that everybody has his shlichet, and sometimes if you change your your where, like I mentioned before, if you're a, you you're you were recruited to the navy. Uh, and all of a sudden you want to ditch that and to go someplace else, you won't be helping not the Navy and uh, not the Air Force because actually your training is for, uh, you know, I, 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 I told a group of um, elementary school children, uh, I asked them the old saying about the Hezbollah and the Hamas, they were also, you know, uh, knowledgeable. I asked them if they know what the Hezbollah means. 
And they said, no, so I said, Hezbollah means the, uh, the army of God. I said, you know, the year before the Hezbollah was formed, the Rebbe formed Tzivot Hashem, which means the same thing. So we have our Tzivot Hashem as from people, getting more, more people to do Torah mitzvahs, helping other people. You know, we know in Chassidus, helping a person is Gashmias, is Ruchnias. So if it's helping in Chutzlanitz, awareness, teaching, crossing them the street, bringing them food, this is helping in that. This is fighting the war. This is doing this job of a soldier. This at the moment is your. No, so many people, the front people that now signed up to the army and got a short training to be part of the army. There was twice, you know, uh, a recruit. They'll probably be drivers. They're not going straight into cyber and, 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 and they're not going to the front line, but that's their service at the moment, driving. We need now a lot of drivers. We are moving equipment. We are bringing food because there, people are all over. The army's all over. We need a lot of moving around. So that's they know that what they're going to be doing now in the army is maybe the drivers. But that, that's important in the army, too. We also need people to clean up, to pack up, to, you know, to build bases or whatever it is. So in Chuzlars, your job is in Chuzlars. What you could do, if it's media, it's not spreading shtuyot, another story, another story. It's really making Jews proud through the media. It's giving over the Rebbe's message through the media. I think it gets a lot more done, and that I think might be the shlichesti, because we see the leumadzeh, how the media is fighting against us, how people are putting pressure that we should stop, people are putting pressure on the hostages. I want to tell you something. I live in Tel Aviv. We're so happy with every hostage that is coming out. I wait up every night to see them coming. I cry with the families, and then I cry that the Rebbe said that such a negotiation is going to cost us a lot. It's 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 a turmoil. We're, we're really torn to pieces. So the Rebbe said these, these demonstrations are lifting the prices up of every child, of every woman, every chayal, and every chayelet, and every girl, and every boy that was in that party. Their prices are going up and up because the world sees how we treasure these people. We should really keep it down. We should really keep it down. We know that we want them. We know. So our, our song has to change and the world has to help us with that. Help us with that. Say, continue the war. Wipe out. Wipe out. It's this week's parsha. Halacha b'yadua. Esav sonel Yaakov. Nobody's on our side. Everybody hates us. There's sometimes glitches. So use those glitches. America's smiling to us now. Take what you can get. All the help. Like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai said, it's a quote of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, like Rashi says. And Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the Rabbi explains, suffered from the Romans. 13 years, he was in a cave. But when he came out of the cave, he realized the Roman emperor and empire changed a little bit. At the moment, they like us. At the moment, Asaph is giving us a kiss. And so he went to Rome to get things for the Jewish nation. He, he fought then for, used the, the good time to try to get many, many favors for the Jewish people. So we have to use the world favor at the moment that they should believe that we know what to do, that we are, do, no, do not negotiate, that we do uh, we will continue this fight. I feel that that part, the Jewish Jewry worldwide could really help us. It'll help more than a flag waving on the car in Kranites or any other place in the world. Um, uh, our Tznis will help. Our Dabli would help. Our looking for kosher food, more mezuzahs in people's homes. These are signs of Judaism. Uh, you know, more people coming to shul. It is a sign of Judaism uh, and strengthening. Now, you know, it'll be Hanukkah. We should show it out. You know, Pirsum and Nisa. Talk about the Nisim that were. There were so many Nisim in this war. 
so many Nisim. And uh, talk more about the Nisim. The Rebbe, you know, and Tebi, the Rebbe told us to speak about the Ness. Just speak about the Ness. Uh, these things are very important. So we keep talking, like, in not complete um, ways about what the Rebbe stance is. So I just want to, just for the sake of clarity, talk about what's the Rebbe stance when it comes to, A, fighting this war, B, the land that we're on, and um, see, what is our job? Like, I, I feel like some people maybe feel like they're not in a space where they can share tyrannicists with other people. Maybe they can strengthen themselves, but maybe they can um, share information about, you know, and, and is that our place? Is it our place to share information? Or is that really not our job as from Yudin to share information in 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 the larger areas? I think it is that I believed in technology. Yeah, the Rebbe Sikh is printed in English. Um, uh, the Rebbe said, speak to army generals. People, to, to, to the people in the army, he said, they know the truth and they will tell you the truth if you ask them. They're not politically inclined. They shouldn't be politically inclined. They don't have a personal agenda and they know that it's best not to give back, give away parts of Eretz Yisrael. They know that Hamas has to be uh, demolished uh, that I've always said that speak to the people on top and I think uh, we could spread that uh, the uh, people of Hazars could spread the Rebbe's words um, what is the Rebbe's words what uh, we're very clear um, and if can we summarize what are what's the Rebbe's stance on this conflict what that are our conflicts obviously not this particular conflict but on a conflict like this what what is the Rebbe's stance so we have, um, if we go back to our history, of any time uh, there was something in Israel that ever said, the people on top of, at the army, they want us to stand straight, a straight, tall, after the Six-Day War, after the Kippur War, the Rebbe said, stop talking about giving back things. Nobody, and the Rebbe then said, America doesn't even want you to give away. The Israelis came with a gullah's dicker, take, we'll give, we'll this. This is number one. This is number one. I want to tell you, you know what, to make it clear, the Rebbe was a ish halacha. And the Rebbe said, listen to halacha. And here, this week's parasha, halacha biyadua, isav lech. Why does Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai say halacha? Use the expression halacha. When it was gush katif, I'll use that as an example, all other parties all the parties that were fighting against it used a Jew doesn't push away another Jew. Or we don't give back even one footprint, you know. Uh, and the Rebbe says, those are slogans. It's not halacha. Halacha is that border cities of an area where Jews live, you do not give away. Uh, and if it's, uh, you are allowed to be Mechal al if you see uh, Goyim coming closer to the border cities, you're allowed to uh, start war. Okay, it's Halacha Shem Chavtes in Hilcha Shabbos. Rebbe always used Halacha. Rebbe always used Halacha. We stand behind our, our soldiers. We support our soldiers. We love our soldiers. They are nefesh. They are holy people. They're holy people. They are fighting. I don't, I don't, I'm not a rough to say it's a mechemes mitzvah, but now it is alochadik, you know, to fight uh, and um, uh, to protect because we are not protected. And this is, would be the Rebbe's dad. Uh, for the people in Israel to do whatever we can in the Ruchnias. I, I definitely say, we all say it, I mean, it's not my opinion only, that it's a, it's, it's a Ruchnias like a war here after the Yom Kippur, what had happened. And uh, and also the way they came in, Hesach Hadas. It's to teach us that Mashiach could also come to Hesach Hadas. If a war could come like this, we should be, we, this Eretz Israel should be caught off guard. Nothing buzzed. Not one censor moved and reacted. There were no guards there. The, the strong walls that were supposed to keep us safe, nothing was there. 
Nothing was there. There's no more Hesach and Das than what happened. We are the startup nation, the smart nation, uh, the protected nation, the best army, et cetera, et cetera. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu made us all fall asleep and like turn a blind eye. This was true Hesach Hadas. The same way that happened, I believe Mashiach will come by Hesach Hadas. We should all just be prepared that, that Mashiach is coming. So that's why we have to come to a better place. And I feel Israel is coming to a better place. That's why I think also the people in Chutzlars have to feel it. I want you to feel the war because I want you to, to feel that momentum that we're all going to a better place, higher. Um, uh, so yes, you know, I wouldn't be mevatel little things as what should I do now? Strengthen your, you know, I, I divide it like this. I'll tell you what I do. A soldier listens to the one above him, knows he's in the right place, and he's out. He knows he's on Mr. Snafesh. So if I'm in New York or in Tel Aviv, I, I still have those three things. So every morning I say to myself, I'm the soldier. I'm in the right place. I have to listen to the one above me. What would the Rebbe want me to do today, Thursday? What would the Rebbe want me to do today? And then, Mr. Snefesh, what will take me out of my box? Mr. Snefesh is not dying. Mr. Snefesh is living and pushing yourself out of the box. And this is what I would say to little girls, to big girls, to big women in New York, in London, in South Africa, wherever you are, whether you're Lubavitch, Litvish, modern Orthodox, these three things, you want to be in the army, you are in the army because and it's not a war against us citizens in the state of Israel. It's a war against Eretz Israel, like you said, we daven for it every day. And anti-Semitism is not only here. It's not only in Nir, uh, in Nachal Oz and in Zizderot and in Ofakim and in Kiyat Shmone, Etzvat, or Tel Aviv or today in Yerushalayim. It's everywhere. It's in Crown Heights, it's in Brooklyn, it's in Lakewood, and it's in Flatbush, and it's in Johannesburg, and it's all over the world. In France, it's all over the world. So we're all soldiers. So we all have to do these three things. Mr. Snefesh, listen to the one above us and to know that we are in the right place. We are the soldier in the place I am. So if I am today, I have to drive, or I have to cook, or I have to take out a gun, this is what I do. Here, who killed the Mechablim today? Two Miluimnikim two that went, came home. But they're, they're soldiers. We are all soldiers. We're all Svos Hashem. We're all front. You know, sometimes there's the battleground and there's the front line. I mean, you know, the, the home front. Sorry, home front and battlefield. Now, any Jew, wherever he is, he's in the battlefield. And you can't walk around in the battlefield just with the flag. It will not help you anything. Usually it's just a surrender flag, and that's not what we're holding. We are holding the flag of Tzivos Hashem. We are the army of God. This law was given to us by Hashem, the first Rashi of the Torah. You know, it's interesting, the passage that Rashi, Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak uh, quotes in the first Rashi, he says, Koch masaf higid to us. If you believe that it's your country, it'll stay our country. If you ask me what people in Chutzlaretz have to work on, I think it's belief, even in Eretz Yisrael. Even in Eretz Yisrael. It hit home a lot. We wanted to make it the 51st state of the United States of America. Like we used to say, Shams the United States, Pose America. <laughs> uh, and now people are coming back to Eretz Yisrael. Eretz from the word Ratzon, God's will. This war was God's will. And now we're going to do God's will of making it a holy country. It's Hashem. Hashem should notice every little little detail, whether it's a driver or it's a cook or somebody buying underwear and sending it to a chayal that needs it, uh, thermals, 
<laughs> or whatever it is, helping a displaced child get school books. What we're dealing with with the evacuees and the psych psychological trauma, you know, it's 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 so deep the problems. People don't realize it. It's so deep. We have a, we opened up here a school for the displaced. It's kids that father is here isn't here. We have we have we're all with people in Miloim in our own families. It's already you know fifty something days, fifty four days. You know like uh, like you just get like Father Bishal and Avshi. Fifty four days. It's like um, father's not home. Uh, you know, people sitting shiva, trauma, kids who want their own beds, people who have no place where to go, hosts, hosting people for, you know, you, I, I'm embarrassed to talk to people on Crown Heights, you host <laughs> this train this year, but you also were six weeks, right? Because the Israelis couldn't get back home. Uh, so we're hosting six weeks, people that were displayed, you know, we everybody was in the uh, it's not volunteering mode, you know, I thought you're hosting them for a day or two and, and then everybody's going back to Metula, to Be'er Sheva, to Ashkelon, and guess what? They're still here. <laughs> uh, it's, it's The whole country is challenged. It's, uh, so hearing pe that people in Chutzlaretz know what we're going through and are also going out of their box upwards, going out of the box towards Hashem, towards Eretz Yisrael, the real Eretz Yisrael. You know, what Zionism is, so Zion, you know, that, that's a different part of the army. Let them deal with that. It's not even an issue. I, I'm not even thinking about it, I'll tell you the truth. After the year we went through, I figured, you know, it'll, it'll fizz out by itself. We have to strengthen Eretz Yisrael so the Le'umadzeh like disappears little by little. And spreading the Rebbe's words, spread, stand strong. We don't, you know, give room for the the uh, the enemy. Uh, we don't give away land. And, you know, it's all written. It's all written today. We don't need, need to hear it from me. It's all written, everybody. I think, you know, just learning it. It's Torah. What the Rebbe says is Torah. So you could learn that. That's Torah. Listen what the Rebbe says. And even my friend that I spoke to today, she says, it's true. It's true. I didn't believe you then. She doesn't come from a Lubavitcher home. And, um, uh, you know, she said, I didn't think it would happen, what the Rebbe, you know, said. And now... She goes, I, I, I guess I'll start believing in Mashiach too. <laughs> for me, I waited 40 years for that sentence. <laughs> That's definitely what we're waiting for now. And definitely what we're davening for. That Mashiach, There's really no other, other space to go to aside for Mashiach must be around the corner. Um, and and I, I daven that, you know, Mashiach is right here, right now. And all the hostages come home and all the people you know are safe and secure emotionally and and physically on every single level and i think from this conversation um with mrs pakarski i think we could all take upon ourselves to do what we do best which is to be there be there in a spiritual sense for our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael because at the end of the day we are all one and we are all going to influence positive change by spreading our positivity and our deep 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 connection to Hashem um, to really manifest the absolute best outcome um, and not a temporary peace but a forever peace a peace for all all every everyone all over the world so that everyone can live in peace and and Enjoy the Geula HaMitis Vashlema Mashiach speedily right now. Yeah, I just want to add that we do in our shul every day, uh, besides Tillam, of course, and extra Tillam, mention the names of the hostages and soldiers and Davin constantly. They're constantly on our minds. We're constantly Davining. Um, and it's not like people 
who are saying, you know, they will be our sacrifice for the big picture. No, the Rebbe said that by standing strong, not only we will get them back, we will not lose the rest of it won't be at a price that now we're getting the little picture back, whoever we're getting back, and it's at a very big price. People shouldn't think that Chassam that ever said, "Okay, give up on these people um, as long as you get rid of the Hamas that ever said, no, even for the good of these people, it's better to stand strong. So if people say we have no we have no choice in order to get them back to, to negotiate. The Rebbe taught us, no, if you don't negotiate, we'll get them back. A hundred percent. Ephraim Goldberg actually has an issue with bring the hostages home. And he says, what do you mean bring the hostages home? You're putting the onus on us. We didn't take our hostages. You have to say, send them home. They need to come back because right. they're sent back. And that's a whole different paradigm shift. And I think that's what you're alluding to, which is, we need to stand strong so that they're sent back to us un unequivocally because that is what should be done. And that is the ultimate right thing, not for us to negotiate and, you know, get parts of what we want, but it should be unequivocal and we should, they should all be sent home um, and set free. And our wonderful soldiers should be safe and sound and I mean, and this war should be over. I mean, and they should come home, you know, with absolute, um, health emotionally and physically in every single way. Thank you so much uh, for this enlightening conversation. Um, stay safe. We're going to continue to dive in for Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael. And we're all going to be back together soon in Eretz Yisrael. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed and grew. Original music of Shamil's Nigan provided by Hazan David Kaytak. We look forward to your input, feedback, and suggestions. We also have partnership opportunities available. Please email info at bodiessouls.com. Again, info at bodiessouls.com with two S's. Thank you. Thank you.